0: Oh shoot, I just hit the mic. Um. Hey
1: everyone, I'm Finley and this is Adolescence.
0: I'm Sarah. Adolescence is a podcast where we talk about books, ships, and basically all things teen.
1: So Sarah, what are we going to be talking about today?
0: Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about K-pop and the South Korean music industry, a little bit about how it works and then also our
1: opinions on it. I'm going to try and explain how how like the companies function or like how idols are recruited. Um so, from what I have heard or, like, what I know of, and I'm going to also refer to Sarah's helpful notes here, is that, um, like, Korean children and teens are, like, recruited at a pretty young age into, like, mm-hmm. training schools, kind of, for, to like, owned by the companies to become K-pop idols. Am I on the right track?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're doing Okay, great.
1: okay, okay. So, um, basically... I think they have to like audition and if they are accepted then they basically are trained at like singing and dancing and like all these other skills they need until they're like chosen to be part of a group and if they are chosen to be part of a group then like they then like the company will like debut them and hopefully they'll be able to like make music and make big Um, and I heard that being a trainee is like extremely stressful and they basically control like every part of your life like during that point. And I've heard it's like, I've heard it's crazy. Like they have to train until like after school, they train until like 10 o'clock at night or stuff. Like it's like, it's like really insane. But I mean, there are people who obviously really want to be idols, but it's definitely a major commitment. And I think it can be seriously damaging to young people to go through that mm-hmm. um also i think a lot of idols are chosen n- not just for like their singing ability but also for like how attractive they are like at a oh, young age I 100% yeah um so cuz i feel like singing and dancing they think can kind of be taught but you know being attractive yeah. is like something that It is like harder. You can't teach that. (laughs) I don't
0: know. I think I don't quite vibe with the whole recruitment thing or really the Korean music industry right now because I think it's really controlling.
1: Yeah. And I think we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But we definitely have some problems with that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk more about like some idols and groups.
0: Yeah, so I mean I don't listen to a lot of K pop or I guess what I'm trying to say is like I don't listen to a lot of different K pop groups. Like I obviously listen to some songs from like EXO Monster X. I'm trying to think of groups. But I mainly listen to BTS and Epic High, but I kinda tried to like I made it's literally just four groups list but i'll talk about them so i think what everyone knows or i feel like when you say k-pop people associate bts very very heavily with k-pop and like that's kind of a lot of people's exposure to k-pop who aren't super into it um i don't know like bts is seven members they debuted in 2013 but i do think because of their popularity in south korea like at an award show in 2019 or early 2020 they took all of the major awards in the award show so they're insanely popular in south korea but also insanely popular internationally and i think this has allowed them to grow beyond um like what international places and even within south korea the idea of like what korean idols are and like the music they have to produce and stuff i think they've been able to do some really cool stuff so, I think K-pop and BTS are not the same thing. But no group is, like, K-pop. Like, they're all their own things. But I, th- I don't think BTS is, like... I don't want to say they're not K-pop. But, like, I feel like... They're their own thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think,
1: yeah. I think this is a good time to talk about our... um bts pop-up store experience <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> it okay
0: crazy
1: okay okay so <laughs> okay i okay so basically in seoul there's this bts pop-up store and i'm not sure if it's still there
0: no it but in it January. was
1: there okay it was there in the winter time of 2019 mm-hmm. early 2020 um So, Sarah and I took a trip to Korea together last New Year's, and basically one day, um, I just want to say, the BTS pop-up store, when did it start? It started, like, a solid at least three months before we went. So, Sarah and I thought, okay, there's probably not going to be that many people there, because it was, like, a random Thursday or something, right? And... And it I and I thought and most of the Korean people were at school, so I was like, there's probably it's probably gonna be like not that empty and whatever. We get there and there's like a a maybe eighty person line, right? Yeah. Like it and was then,
0: a long yeah.
1: line. And then, but then, so we go to the front of the line or like not the front of the line, the like entrance of the line. And then the guy says, sorry, you need a ticket to wait in the line. <laughs> and, and then, then we to another line, yeah. which is the line to get a ticket to wait in the line.
0: And they tell us to come back. It's like, what, 10 a.m.? And they tell us to come back at 3 p.m. to wait in the line with our ticket that we waited in line to get so we could wait in the line
1: in the line to get the ticket was already like a solid 30 minutes yeah it was like a pretty long line yeah so then we were like okay so what do we do for the next five hours like do we just leave and like forget about it but then we were like we already waited in that line to wait in the line so it's like I forget what it's called but it's like that psychological effect where it's like if you've already waited long enough for something you just want to like you just yeah. feel like you can't go back now. So that's what we were feeling. So we got back at three and we hop in the large line. And at this point, we've been given a, well, we did get a little goodie bag with the, with the BTS pencil, right? I still have the pencil. I still have the pencil too. Yeah. That pencil was a, was a five hour wait pencil.
0: Oh jeez! Oh my God! Okay, we got the goodie bag, and there was also like an order form in it. Oh we yeah, could, like order stuff because it was a like a store.
1: <laughs> I so guess. I don't know about. Did you feel like you had to take this time and like buy as much stuff as possible? No, because I'm not very good at spending money, but I also okay. did not want to
0: buy nothing, and like okay, yeah, because this definitely so did wasn't buy a lot like of a stuff.
1: we were not gonna like go in and browse kind of situation. Um, yeah. cause th- you don't have that option, which is, I think, kind of smart on their part. Cause it's like, they trick you into buying as much stuff as possible. Cause you have to wait through that entire line. Yeah. It's like, why would you wait and then not buy anything? But inside the store, I mean, they had like a BTS kind of like Instagrammable, what are they called? A- not really attractions, but like little photo areas.
0: Uh huh. And okay. It was crazy because there were such long lines to take. Photos
1: in them. It was just there were lines everywhere. It was just it it was it was insane. Yeah. So we we left very
0: or no we went on this little balcony that didn't have any like BTS stuff on it and there was no one out there
1: (laughs) and we just sat there. No, we filmed like a little vlog of like our of our line story. Oh, and there there was this giant piano and I played Welcome to the Black Parade on it. Anyway. (laughs)
0: really not a bts that, song yeah I, I but know. that was like a whole day thing
1: trying to get it to was the store. it's a day we'll never get back how would <laughs> that you, is true how would you rate your bts pop-up store experience out well, of 10 stars i got stars? a sweatshirt and
0: i really like the sweatshirt but um out of 10 stars i would give it like if there was no one there it would be like an eight out of 10 But because there were so many people there, it's, like, I would give it, like, a four because I wouldn't have been able to buy the stuff elsewhere, which I tried to... I got, like, gifts for friends and stuff. But also, I would never do it again.
1: (laughs) Okay, it was, like, a a once-in-a-lifetime experience in a not-good way. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. But, like... So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely know so many people who are like obsessed with bts and we talk about bts's fan base a lot um for better or for worse but yeah i think that's pretty much bts yeah okay the next group i have listed is blackpink
0: which okay i'm just blackpink is four members they debuted a while ago and blackpink is just a mess and it's no fault of the members (laughs) in the group when I when we were talking about the companies earlier Blackpinks managed by SM Entertainment which was one of the bigger um like uh what are, managing companies in Korea and SM Entertainment has never really given Blackpink a lot of opportunities. They have like I don't even know if they've released an album like an actual full-length album.
1: Yeah, they, like, I'm pretty sure so last time I checked, they had like 14 songs like yeah. actually.
0: And that's not the fault of any of the Blackpink members it's i don't think so um i don't blackpink's music is not something i seek out i mean like has a good chorus but like i don't know it's not something i I feel like
1: yeah yeah i feel like blackpink their sound like their signature sound is literally if you made a a a formula of how to make like the perfect earworm song Mm. and you took like Mm -hmm. you analyzed like a bunch of pop songs and you like popped it out that would be like Blackpink's music i feel like they're perfectly engineered to create like hits and i think that's why they've gotten so popular
0: yeah they're they're very popular in the united states they performed at coachella um i'm honestly not sure why they're not like (laughs) um i don't know they're kind of I don't know, they're interesting for me. I'm not sure how I feel about them. But I really hope they do get to do some cool albums and cool work later. Um, And their company yeah. figure it out.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say I probably listen to Blackpink the most. And by the most, I think I have maybe one of their songs on my <laughs> playlist, on like one of my playlists. Um. You know, they kind of have like a... They just have like I don't even know how to explain it, but they've got this vibe of like when Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande collab, but like <gasps> trap remix. Yes, it, yeah right. Yes, yeah. Yes, that's it. It's like yeah. Um, I don't know. And a little like, higher
0: key, like Ariana's yeah, really high, yeah. but like this. I'm not saying whiny is in a bad way. I'm just saying it's a little more whiny than Ariana Grande.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, props to their company not for being, like, super controlling and doing, like, a lot of bad stuff, but for being able to make this group so popular with while only having to produce 14 songs. Like, that is some serious, like, bang for your buck right there. I don't buy...
0: Okay, maybe it's, like, I just don't like SM Entertainment. I think they've done a very bad job with this group, but I do... Yes, Blackpink is super popular. But also, they need to release more music and do more stuff.
1: I think they needed like an actual album. Yeah. Like they don't even have an album yet.
0: They anyway, might, but it might be yeah. just like a tiny one. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't follow them that closely.
1: All right. Do you want to talk about the next group?
0: Yeah, the next group's Epic High, which I listen to a ton. Um, and Epic High is not a k-pop group it's just a korean music like rap group okay they debuted in 2003 they're like old men but their music (laughs) is so incredibly good they have so many albums and i kind of wanted to add in a group that wasn't um the really performative k-pop group they're just korean music and they're great for like drive songs or like Doing your homework, put it in the background songs. I don't know. Okay, do you know anything about Mamamoo? Um, no. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. Yeah, I I've so, heard of them. I've definitely heard of them before, and I know they're a girl group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I know one thing. Nice.
0: Mamamoo is four members. They they're a girl group, and they de the words they debuted in two thousand fourteen. Um and honestly I don't listen to Mamamoo that much. Uh I have a lot of friends that love Mamamoo. One of their their most popular song right now I think is HIP, which is a really good song. Um and their performances, their live performances are super super good. The reason I wanted to list Mamamoo is because while I don't listen to their music that much, I think they do really cool things for the Korean music industry. Um there's a member of Mamamoo Ma- Ma- called named Hwasa and she doesn't have the typical very skinny body of a korean idol and i think um this is probably a good time if you want to talk about the really unhealthy body images of in yeah. like, the korean music industry
1: okay i really want to talk about this because i've noticed this a lot um so like the member you're talking about huasa i okay i've definitely i definitely heard things like about her and i've heard like, a lot of people like, body shaming her and stuff, and is this the correct member that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The one, okay, and I believe that, like, she went through, like, a big weight loss and stuff, like, because of all these fans, like, shaming her, and then the fans started shaming her because she was losing too much weight, so I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes there's, like, such this, like, body standard that idols have to uphold and then it's just like really hard it's like really unrealistic so i definitely think like if you look at most korean idols they're all very similar like they're all like really they're like all super skinny and have really pale skin and like tend to have um like long legs and they're pretty tall and um this is for the girls but then. Also, the boys is kind of the same. Like they're all they're all like very skinny and fit. Um, so, I definitely think it definitely negatively impacts the idols because I feel like they're always pressured to look perfect and look a certain way. Because K-pop fans are like pretty intense, and there have been times when like fans will like shame them and everything. And also companies are really controlling of what idols eat and everything to make them look a certain way Mm -hmm. um do you have anything to add about this
0: um i think you've said a lot of it and it's important um i want to reiterate that it's not just women like i think in america we more see body shaming or just this need to be skinny with women but in korea i i think it's for people of all genders and like there are videos out there there's not that many and i would not recommend watching them where like idols pass out and it's not just i'm not saying it's not just because they're not eating enough but i think that's definitely a factor along with like exhaustion and stuff and i think by only showing um idols who have a very particular body type it's promoting i guess all media does this but that like you have to be successful or you just have to have you just have to be skinny and that's obviously not very that has no merit is merit the right word i'm gonna look it up i never i feel like look up words
1: (laughs) can i go on like a tiny rant
0: go rant yeah
1: okay i definitely see so much like, in the ongoing body positivity movement, I feel it's all focused towards women, and people don't address that men can also have eating disorders and body dysmorphia, and, I mean, if you look at media, I see in, like, in, as far as, like, models go, I do see plus-size female models, but I have never seen, like, a male model, like, a chubbier male model, or, like, a male model that's, like, doesn't have a six pack or something and i mm-hmm. think and i think that's honestly it goes both ways because like it can definitely affect men too and i think people don't realize that as much but in k-pop as well like i think there have been like members of bts who've talked about like how they felt like they're too fat and stuff and having to like exercise more and eat less like i think jimin at one point said he was only eating one meal a day um yeah which is like insane so i definitely think it's something that affects like just like body image in general just affects like m- like men and women, like girls and boys. And I feel like we only talk about how it affects girls. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. I also want to talk about like how uh, like Korea has a lot of plastic surgery or like is known for people get like a lot of plastic surgery. I looked up, I think Pew Research said that 20% of young girls have had plastic surgery, which is like crazy. And I think a lot of the things like eyelid surgeries are really common in skin whitening and nose jobs. And I think all of these things are to look more like idols, but not only that, but I feel like they're kind of following, like, Western standards of beauty, and I know some people have said, like, they're not following Western standards of beauty, like, they're just trying to, like, create, like, beautiful Asians and stuff, but, like, I think especially, like, the eyelid thing is, like, if you look at, like, old Asian paintings, like, Chinese paintings, Korean paintings, like, a lot of them had, like, monolids and stuff, so it's definitely not that, like, monolids aren't considered beautiful, but I think it's, like, kind of, like, impact from western culture and the weirdest thing i've seen is having a small head is like a huge what? thing in korea yeah like having a small head which is like i i guess well because i think that's because like asian people tend to have larger heads than white people like really? relative to the body yeah so i think that just seems really odd yeah what? i don't know why having a small head is like considered such a good thing in korea
0: i wanted to say just like one little thing when you were talking about like how people say oh they just want to create like a really beautiful asian by giving yourself features that aren't asian yeah you're not creating a beautiful i'm also white so like (laughs) i'm not (laughs) sure but like yeah.
1: yeah i i definitely think like there are asian people who are like naturally born with the double eyelid like i i naturally have a double eyelid and i think it's a misconception that like all asians have the monolid but definitely i mean i think your eyes should just be beautiful no matter what and you shouldn't feel pressure to change it um especially since korea does have a proportionally larger amount of people with like a single eyelid um but i think that yeah, obviously, having plastic surgery is, like, not that healthy, and it's, like, such a big thing in Korea that, like, even, well, I live in Hong Kong, and so there's, like, a lot of people at my school who are from Korea, and they have even said, like, well, actually, not just Korea, just a, a lot of Asian countries in general, like, some of the girls say, like, oh, yeah, my mom was, like, asking me if I wanted to get, like, the island surgery, like, over the summer and stuff, oh so my it's, God. yeah, it, it's definitely, like, a, a huge thing, and I don't know. That was, like, pretty eye-opening to me since, like, definitely plastic surgery for younger people is, like, not that common in the U.S., even among, like, upper-class people.
0: I also... This is, I guess, on topic, but, like, I don't know if... Like, I think that obsessive plastic surgery is bad, but, like, I still haven't decided whether I think getting plastic surgery is bad. I think getting it at a young age... And in the, like, you said, like, 20% Mm -hmm. of Koreans get plastic surgery. I think that's (laughs) worrying. But I also, I don't know how I feel about plastic surgery.
1: In my opinion, I feel like you should always, if you ever want to, like, change part of yourself, you should always do it for yourself and not, Mm -hmm. like, to try and fit in with other people because that's just stupid. Same thing with, like, if you're trying to lose weight, you should do it because you want to feel healthier or you feel yeah you just or you feel like you want to exercise more cuz you're like feeling kind of bloated you should never do it because like oh people are telling you like you, like you're too fat or something like i don't know i just think same thing goes with plastic surgery if you think like you've got you're really insecure with the fact that like your nose is really big or something and you feel like you would you would be a lot happier if you did get plastic surgery, then I think that's okay, but you should never do it because, like, someone else is telling you to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a hard line to draw, though. Yeah. Because, like, if, it's, if it causes you unhappiness, but it's because society doesn't like your nose, then it, is it really for you? I don't know.
1: That's true, actually. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're an adult and if you want to make your own decisions, you can do whatever you want obviously but I don't know I think it's kind of worrying that a lot of like young girls are getting it especially since it's mainly coming from like pressure from media and also like pressure from parents Is like I've heard from my classmates mm-hmm.
0: okay so mm, okay I think I've talked about this briefly but I really hate the Korean music industry and how controlling it is I think this is also a problem in America with a um labels that's what they're called in america (laughs) labels controlling like what music people put out i think that's a general problem but i think it's heightened in the south korean music industry because in south korea it's not just the music it's the image the look literally your entire life because you sign these contracts and it's like well if you're younger you don't go to school really because you're training um or performing um you can't really date, like, it's hard to have, like, financial independence because of these contracts. Like, I think it's a problem in America, but it's more of a problem in Korea, and I really, I, I'm generally against having, like, Western influence on, like, different international, um, like, music industries, but I think that as Korea, Korean music, um, comes more into America, possibly the industry will change, or it will change on its own into a less controlling industry. But I think that will take time, so I think we'll see how that goes. You another have anything thing to say about that,
1: yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention, which is, um, I feel like one thing I think Korean music is like really innovative, and they've been able to like genre mix very well. But one thing I don't really like is it seems, in my opinion. Kind of manufactured because i feel like the songs like a lot of groups like don't write their songs and it's like mm-hmm. very much like the company is like controlling what they put out so i feel like it doesn't seem as authentic to me and i know there like are idols who write their own songs but i definitely think it seems more manufactured than some other like american artists who who are like singer-songwriters And have more of a connection to what they're writing why do you think bts is so popular
0: okay i actually was reading about this and i wasn't i have not been okay when bts debuted in 2013 how old was i i was like eight so i have not been a bts dad since the beginning but it's been a solid i would say three years two years maybe it's been a couple years but I think when BTS started, their company Big Hit is not one of the bigger managing companies in Korea. And they tried a different strategy where BTS was more they they connected more with their fans and interacted more with them than other K pop groups of the time, which led to a really strong connection between BTS and their fan base, the Army. And I think that's really cool and I think I've seen posts that are like, um, like, BTS loves their fans as much as their fans love BTS, um, which I think is super cool, and I think that's why people, like, BTS is really able to connect with people, and their music, this might sound a little too cliche, but I think a lot of their music is, like, really, like, quote-unquote, like, healing, and people and a lot of fans have talked about, like, how it's gone through them through really, like, difficult periods of their life. So I think yeah. BTS has this really personal element to it. But I think oftentimes fans can take that too far. I, yeah.
1: So thank you everyone for listening to the end of this episode. This was our episode on Korean music. And yeah, if you watch the end, that's awesome. So I guess we'll go into what's stuck in our head right now. So, Sarah, what song is stuck in your head right now?
0: I have to think. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, I did have something stuck in my head yesterday. Okay. So, I've already mentioned that I watched She-Ra. Um, and I'm, I'm on... I just finished season four, and I'm taking a little break before I watch season five. But I watched okay. the season five trailer. And... There's a song in the trailer, which is basically the intro to the song, but it's sung by a different character, and it's in this, like, really dark and, like, different style than the intro's in. And yesterday I woke up, and it was stuck in my head, and I just had to, like, lay in bed and listen to it. So that's what's been stuck in my head.
1: Okay. Oh, my God. I had... It's still stuck in my head, but it was like really bad yesterday, and I was really excited because I was like, "Wow, I actually have a song like really stuck in my head for this podcast." <laughs> uh, it's Buttercup by Jack Stauber.
0: I'll, I'll pre- I don't know. You don't know this one. Is it the Build Me Up Buttercup one?
1: No, it's I don't like know the it. um, it's like used on TikTok a lot.
0: Oh, I might I like, like know it.
1: I think you would know if I like played it for you but I was like really hyped because I was like wow I think this might actually be a song that Sarah knows anyway I I've heard this song on TikTok a ton but I never knew what it was called until I was like I've been getting this uh video in my recommendations for like the past um like three months it was like this ukulele cover of Buttercup and I was just like I never watched it because I think I have this internal like annoyance towards ukuleles for some reason (laughs) um so i was just like i'm never gonna watch that but yesterday i cracked and i watched it and i was like wow like oh i i like i just recognized the song and i was like wow this this ukulele cover is actually pretty good and then it was like completely stuck in my head that's pretty much our episode do you have anything you want
0: to say to us i mean we would not like hate mail but if you we would take it as our first email because we still have not received constructive
1: criticism. If you want to send us hate mail, I wouldn't even mind. Okay, I will. Res- I will respond to you, even if you we'll send us hate mail. We'll respond to you
0: with some like nice recommendations, some links to some chocolate you can buy, to
1: really exactly. We'll increase we'll the help love. you out no matter what you want to send us. But if you want to send us an email, you can email us, e- uh, email us at adolescencepodcast at gmail also if you do enjoy our podcast please consider leaving a rating or review on apple Podcasts. it would seriously help other people find us and allow us to keep making this podcast and we're also trying to scam our way to the top of new and noteworthy so just give us a five-star review (laughs) okay we might have to cut that out we might have to cut that out (laughs) okay
0: I've heard it before. Yeah, right?